everyone. Welcome to another segment of Sisters in Service. I am your host, Kat Corchado. And today we have Marette Hansen, who does equine therapy for everyone, including veterans, which is why I wanted her on the show. So I'm going to let her introduce herself. Welcome, Marette, to Sisters in Service. Hi, Kat. So nice to be here. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. So, Marit, when you were not the the equine therapy queen, what do you do for fun? What do you do, you know, when you're not doing? <laughs> See, come on, you are. So, <laughs> I've just dubbed you that, okay? Apparently. <laughs> all good. It's all good. <laughs> so, what do you do for fun, Marit? Um, honestly, I'm pretty... <laughs> I don't really do a whole lot for fun, especially lately, just because of the COVID, right? I oh, haven't been haven't been to a restaurant in over a year, you know that whole thing. Oh, I just yeah. keep myself busy around the farm. Um, we have a lot to do in the barn, uh, taking care of the horses. I have five um, of the equine team, five members. Um, I have chickens. I have a cat. I have two dogs. So we're always busy taking care of the animals, which is a good thing. Yes, it's a very I, good thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So take us back. So when, when did you get started with equine therapy or even with horses? Have horses always been an interest to you, something you've loved doing and you just evolved into that? Or how did you get involved with doing this? Uh, well, horses go back to when I was eight years old. So, I mean, mm. I was, you know, a crazy horse kid. Um, and I saved, I saved all my money, all my birthday money, Christmas money, so I could go to a uh, riding camp during the summer. I would go twice a week. Um, and then, you know, life goes on and, um, yeah, I went to college, got married, had children. So I kind of, the equine stuff went away. And then once they started school, the kids started school, I started back in equine working for private people and just in, in amateur riders and people who are, uh, uh, competing and that kind of thing. So I got to learn a lot more and that kind of thing. And so when the opportunity came along for me to be able to combine, uh, do the equine therapy, um, I was, I went to school for uh, special education. So it was just the combination of doing that and providing that kind of uh, service for uh, kids with disabilities and things was just a no brainer for me. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where it all began. It was back in I want to say 2007, 2006 is when I started. Mm -hmm. um, and then I went off on my own in 2011 is when I started my veterans program and um, had my own facility and that kind of thing. That's awesome. So describe your program. Like if I were to come to you, what, okay, let me rephrase it. Why would someone need or want equine therapy? Um, either by suggestion of their therapist, because it's becoming um, pretty recognized as a alternative uh, modality. Um, and there's, a, you know, there's been a lot of scientific data taken. And so it's a lot, that's really been a wonderful uh, boost for us and those that provide this kind of service. Um, but it would be because you you are looking outside of the box and you want to get out of the normal therapeutic sitting in an office kind of thing with a clinician and want to experience something else that will help you on your healing process. So that's usually the, the, it's not even a usual, that's how people come to me 
Mm-hmm. And especially the veterans, the veterans program is definitely comes in that way. And I work with at writ to use, and I also work with um, people in recovery and that kind of thing. So that's great. So if I'm for veterans, what kind of, you know, cause veterans have a lot of things that could be happening to them, such as PTSD, uh, military sexual trauma, um, TBI, does it help with all of that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I've had many veterans that have covered all of those areas. As a matter of fact, I have two female veterans right now that I'm working with that are military sexual trauma. Um, and they come together as a group. So, so the, um, because it's out of the box and they're out in nature and they're experiencing something that they may, may be very intimidating to them, because some of these people, you know, a, a lot of veterans have not had equine experience. You know, they weren't raised with horses. They made a written exactly. horse when they were a kid kind of thing. Yeah. So it's 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 an ex- exploration for them and an experience for them. But really what happens uh, when they come in, they, they have they come in with an open mind, thank goodness. Although some I've had to say have <laughs> but their minds open after a while, which of course. is wonderful to watch the process actually, especially with the Vietnam veterans. They oh yeah, they can be a little bit more um to themselves. So um, and that's been a wonderful experience watching that process. Uh so anyway, so that's how it would happen. Or they would, or somebody recommended it to them, not even a therapist, and they just kind of just started researching it and Mm -hmm. found me and here we are. That's awesome. (laughs) The question I have is horses just seem to be incredibly gentle animals. Just, I mean, they're huge, but they're incredibly, they just have this very quiet presence about them. Have you ever had anyone that was actually afraid of the horses and they overcame that through the equine therapy? Yep. Yep. Can you tell our Quite audience a, few, a little story about that? Do you have a story that you'd want to tell us about? Uh, let's see. Oh my gosh. I got to think about that. She told me that earlier. And so I can prepare myself. Let's come back to that. Think about okay, that. Okay. Let's come back to it. But what do you, what is it? Do you think that the horses do for people that, that come to you? What do they, what do the horses give them that they can't get somewhere else? Well, first off, let's just look at the horse itself. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very intuit, intuitive, um, and they're they're uh, they're survival. They're survival animals. They live in the moment, so that's number one that they bring. Secondly, they all have their own different personalities. They are not a, 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 a typical. You know, they fit in this box, and that's it. That's not the way it is at all. They're all very different. My equine team is made up of an eclectic group of horses. I mean, from a little mini all the way up to my Frisian, who is this big, black, very intimidating horse when someone Mm -hmm. might meet her for the first time. So they're kind of like people. You know how people are different? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So my job is when an individual comes in and starts starts working on – their process and uh, wanting to experience this, my very first thing is to keep them safe. That's the first thing I say, I'm here to keep you safe. I'm here to keep you safe. I'm here to keep the horse safe. What we're going to experience is going to be your own experience, not mine. And I am just going to guide you through it. And hopefully as you're going through the process, you will be able to connect on a level that is with 
a relationship that you'll be building with you and your horse. Mm-hmm. So, um, so the very first day, do, would you like for me to go through a very first day? Absolutely. Please. Okay. So if, if a veteran were to come in and I'm going to take veterans specifically, um, if they were to come in, um, we would go out into the herd and we would do a herd observation. So all I'm asking for the veteran to do is just to stay open-minded. I'm going to introduce each, each horse, who they are, what they are, some of their experience and, um, and let them kind of get to know, get them, know them from their personality. Then they're going to, we're going to move on to the next one. The same kind of thing in that process. I'm asking the veteran pay attention to a horse that might gravitate towards you or that you might gravitate to. And I really want you to, to be aware of that. But also I am make, having them understand that they are in their environment, not our environment. They're in their environment. So yes. again, safety's huge. Um, so it's about respect right off the bat, right off the bat. So they're mm-hmm. coming in and then we need to respect that we are in their environment. And then we'll, we'll go and meet each one. At the end of it, of the session, we'll go and process a little bit and say, okay, who did you gravitate to? Who gravitated towards you? And it has not failed yet that the horse that they are supposed to be with is the one that's either gravitated towards them or vice versa. Mm -hmm. So, and that, and because of that, with that individual, it's exactly what they need. It's the exact combination that they need to, to go on with their healing. So that's amazing. It really is amazing. It's amazing to watch the process as it goes on during the the sessions um, and how the, the individual starts building their confidence, their trust, their communication. It's, it's a whole gamut of things. So um, yeah, it's pretty wonderful. Actually, I think anyways. No, I had heard, I've never done equine therapy or just been around horses. And I have to confess, I've never been on a horse before, but it intrigues me to no end because there's such magnificent animals, but they're, they just have this gentleness about them. Now I'd heard or someone had told me that you never walk up to a horse, that the horse, if there, if there's this intuitiveness that they will come to you, like the horse you need kind of walks towards you. Is that That's true? That's correct. Yes, absolutely. No, it That's doesn't happen so cool, every single, though. it doesn't happen every single time now, right. because if you're in their environment and they're, you know, they're kind of like, like I have one mare, um, She's beautiful. She is my lead mare. She um, is like a mommy. She takes care of the kids kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But if she doesn't want to greet you, she's not going to. So if she's you like, walk up to yeah, her, I'm busy. <laughs> exactly. I'm right now. <laughs> I'll see you when I'm ready. And that's no joke. But it's not because <laughs> she doesn't want that. She's saying that looking at that individual saying, I, I just don't want to be around you today. She's not that it's just whatever her mood is at the moment. And we just have to respect it. And right. if we respect it, then she'll come around when she's ready and she'll come up to you. But, but not all the other horses are that way. She's really the only one that can, that really puts that little guard up, so to speak. So yeah, yeah that little no, I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta let you know, um, horses are, gentle, but they're also survivalists. Mm-hmm. So if they get into a uh, fright flight mode, they are not going to care whether you're there or not. They're going right. to go. 
Oh yeah. So if you're on your back and you have not started building that relationship with them, um, there's going to be, they're just going into survival mode, if that makes right. sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, one of how I approach things is, is for the individual to know that they will be meeting on the grounds of how the horse communicates, not how we want them to communicate. Exactly. We are going to be experiencing their language. Mm-hmm. And through that, we're going to learn a lot about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So language meaning they're not talking, obviously, but how right. they communicate. Um, their actions, correct. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yep. And then then that's going to teach us a lot about our own selves, mm-hmm. you know, about, you know, how we approach people in general, how we approach situations, and they're going to feed that back to us. Right. Okay. So if you have, let's say I'm in your program and... I don't, there isn't any horse that gravitated towards me and there wasn't one that I really resonated with. Does your team kind of match you with a horse? Well, I'm the team. I'm it. Okay, team. <laughs> yeah. So, Mara, do you. Now, if I have a group also of veterans known as out the there, team. I have volunteers. But if there's a one-on-one session, it's one-on-one mm-hmm. session. Mm-hmm. Um, I intuitively know already ahead of but, as I'm meeting the veteran and, and, mm-hmm. and getting to know that veteran before we even go out, I've already got an idea of who is going to match up with who. Now, mm-hmm. it doesn't always 100% turn out that way, but I right. know my horses so well that I kind of have an idea of who they're going to match up with. And even wow. if, if the horse doesn't come to them, um, you know, mm-hmm. I will make a, you know, I will ask about each one that they can, you know, met. And kind of get a sense of, okay, what was it about that horse that was interesting to you or whatever? Mm-hmm. I'll bring up questions and then it, it inevitably they will make that final decision. Okay. But yeah, that's, I mean, you can't go wrong. You know, you've been doing this so long. You're just like, yeah, that one over there is good for you. You yep. know, yep. It, take us through. So you have someone, you've matched them to a horse what, so what is it week? Is it once a week? Is it twice yes. a week? How often do they come? It's once a week. Okay. Uh, so what weeks. do they do? So I, I've been matched with a horse. I come for my weekly. What do I do with the horse? Well, each session grows on the next. Okay. So mm-hmm. the very first, uh, the very first day, obviously, is that herd observation. And we may have enough time that we can um, bring the horse in um, and they can get to know it a little bit more and maybe start learning how to do some grooming. Um, but that will be it. That will be the first session. Second session will be you, you're, you're getting your horse or the horse will already be in. I don't, it, it just depends. Um, mm-hmm. and you will start really learning how horse care, okay. how to groom, what's the proper way of grooming. But in that grooming, you are learning how to connect. You are yeah, already you're connecting back. Absolutely. So you're starting to pay attention to um, how your horse is communicating to you. What are you doing to your horse that might make the horse move away or that kind of thing? And so I'm keyed into that. I'm watching that. I'm observing that. And I will always come from the place of the horse and how they're understanding it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And again, that's how we learn. That's what, you know, makes us very aware of what we're presenting to another being. Mm-hmm. You know, so right. so then we just keep building on those skills. So it's it's about building skills 
and the connection with the horse, but you really just, you're building on a relationship and learning how to communicate with right. that, with that. Without beat. words, without, without words. words. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And then sometimes we may do a, um, one thing that will, that the veteran will learn to do is how to lead. Now that sounds so simple and so easy. It is not. Leading has so much to do with how you are presenting yourself to your horse and whether or not you can uh, respectfully be leading that horse and that horse building on um, the fact that they can see you as a true leader, because that's how they work in a herd. If you can't be a leader in a herd, then they don't want to hang around you. Right. You know, they're going to go off and, you know, they're going to find one that is going to be. There's always a leader in the herd, always. Right. And I have a herd leader in my herd. So it's very important that, well, in building the relationship, it's important that we come from that perspective that it's how the horse is looking at you as a leader. Mm-hmm. And there's different different things that happen, little dances that go on during that time of learning. Um, okay, that's one thing. Another thing we might do is I do a thing called, um, but this is throughout the sessions as we're building our sessions. Okay. Uh, I'll do a thing called warrior painting. And I give you symbols, Native American symbols, and then you can tell your story on the horse by painting it on the horse, just like the Native Americans did when they would put paint symbols on their horses. Wow, and that's it, interesting. And it tells, and you can tell whatever story you want to tell, mm-hmm. you know, that is meaningful to you. And um, that's been pretty that's been pretty amazing, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's been, that's brought a lot of real truth to the individual. So. Right. But it's, it's their own truth without broadcasting it to everybody. That is correct. And they don't yeah. have to share it if they don't want to, if we're doing it in a group, mm-hmm. they don't have to share it, but they're sharing it with their equine partner. Mm-hmm. And that's the big part of it. Mm-hmm. And it's when, when you're accepted, you know, by an animal, any animal, you kind of feel safe in that connection. That's correct. You know, whether it's a dog, a horse, or whatever, you know, that that animal accepts you the way you are. That's correct. And where you are. And where you are. Yes. Yeah. And that's huge. So when you come in, I might check in with you and say, okay, where are you on a, a one to 10 scale as far as anxiety or mm-hmm. your week? How was your week before? Mm-hmm. So that you're checking in right away before you even connect up with your, your equine partner um, so that you're very aware of what you're bringing into that session. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so then with that, we can work from there as to, uh how you're communicating to the horse and, or, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Uh, what was I going to say? Well, I have anyways, a question while you're thinking about that. Um, so if I come in and on a particular day, I am just highly agitated. I'm highly, you know, I have high anxiety. Is Is that a good thing? that they're there for the equine therapy or do you have to kind of, what do you do for them before they meet their, their, their right. horse partner? <laughs> right. Well, again, that checking in process is really important. Mm-hmm. Remember, I'm not a therapist, right? I'm an equine specialist. So I can't, mm-hmm. I can't be giving you uh therapeutic from a therapist. Oh, sure. Absolutely. You, you know. But right. I can, because I do it in my own self is I can mm-hmm. have you take a deep breath. Check in with your, you know, just take a deep breath. Take a yeah. couple of deep breaths. If you're feeling a little off, let's just take a moment. 
mm-hmm. before we go, you know, go be with our equine partner. Mm-hmm. Then when we're with our equine partner, let's just stand there. Let's put your hand on them. Mm-hmm. Take another deep breath. Make that connection. And then we can go on. And it's amazing how quickly that can happen, how quickly the agitation will come down and that kind of thing. Right. Now, horses are very tuned into energy. So mm-hmm. if they, if, if, you know, if you're coming to them and, and you're having, that's why I ask for you to take a deep breath so you can get centered. They need, to, they need to feel that, that calmness within so, you. And it's, it's safety for them too. Yeah. If, if they can't feel safe around you, then they don't want to be around you. Right. But again, they're there to help you in being in, in your own awareness. Mm-hmm. So there's another thing that I teach and I teach this to every single client that I have. There's an acupressure thing that you can do on a horse, on a, on a dog on, and, and yourself. And it, it, on the horse, it's called the bladder meridian. And you will start at the beginning where the ears are and you'll work away down their spine and down through the rump and down to the back of their leg. And mm-hmm. in that process of doing that, and you're just barely touching, you can find areas of the horse where they're, they're holding tension where they, or they might be sore or whatever. And the horse will respond by letting you know by blinking really quick. That's amazing. It is amazing. So when an individual is doing this process, they are connecting on a level that is higher than them, as oh, I, yeah. I feel. Yeah. They are also um, becoming more uh, self-involved with the horse in the sense that they're they're not all about them. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they're getting out of their own heads. Exactly. Yes. And so there they are helping this horse release certain tensions or whatever is going on. And when it happens, when the horse releases Mm -hmm. what we call releasing, they'll do a big, do a big yawn or they'll do a chewing or they'll uh, lower their head or they'll do a deep sigh. And when that happens, the person's like, I did that. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. So they the helped relax. You yeah. did it together. Yeah. You did it together. And you were sharing that space together and that energetic exchange so that you could help this horse release whatever he was holding. Right. That's a huge, huge deal. That is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I- I've taught, I've taught veterans that are in their seventies to do this problem. Mm-hmm. And it, it is amazing how they, they, I don't know. They, they get it. Yeah. It's the coolest thing to watch. Yeah. So how do you get referrals? So not you in particular, but if, if I have a friend of mine, they said cat needs equine therapy. Okay. She's having issues. She needs to, you know, she's having high anxiety among other things is would that person call you? Absolutely. No. Okay. They can call me or they can email me. I mean, I have my website. I have a Facebook Mm -hmm. page um, and it's called the Horses for Veterans Horsemanship and Wellness Program. Mm -hmm. I don't use the word therapy in there um, partially because I got a lot of feedback on uh, veterans that I were was working with down in Florida when I started the program down there. I worked I was the equine program for the West Palm uh, VA hospital down there. Mm-hmm. And that took a long time to have happen, but when it happened, it happened very quickly. Thank goodness. And the, 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 the word was, is that we don't want to go to something 
that is therapy. Right. Because that's it, what we're trying to get away from. It right? brings up other things, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or misconceptions so, about what you do. Right. Exactly. And since I'm not a licensed therapist, I'm an equine specialist. I can work with a licensed therapist side by side with one, which I've done many, many times. Mm-hmm. Um, or if I don't have the therapist there, then it becomes horsemanship skills. Right. Okay. So with that, all that's you're, you're experiencing and you're interacting with that horse and they're mm-hmm. teaching so much about yourself. So, right. You know, so anyways, um, did, were you question? able, <laughs> no, it's okay. You, that was great. Did you think of a story of, of how it helped? And when you talked about Vietnam veterans, do you have a story in particular that helped a Vietnam veteran? Yes, I do. Ooh, um, it's pretty, okay. Yeah, it's pretty huge. Um, and actually you can go, uh, the VA hospital actually did a video on him. Uh, and you can go on the website and, and watch mm-hmm. it. So this particular veteran, a Vietnam veteran, um, quit his job after 35 years of being in the same company because his PTSD started raging. Um, of course, he went to the VA and the whole thing. And, um, and, but he was getting very distraught and that kind of thing. At that time, uh, I think they might have been the second or third group that was coming from the VA hospital. The PTSD unit would refer them. Okay. okay. And it came, the, the only way that the VA would do it at that time was through the recreational department. Oh, so you gotcha. had to be referred from the PTSD to the recreational department. And then the recreational department brought the vet- veterans to me, but mm-hmm. that was fine. Didn't make any difference. I didn't care how that was going to happen. Right. I it knew where did. they were coming from originally. Right. I knew what was going on. Um, Anyways, so we were doing the warrior painting. It was uh, session six. Uh, and that's usually when I would do a warrior, start do the warrior painting because everybody's gotten to know each other. They're comfortable with each other. Um, they've learned a lot with their horse already. So he's doing his symbols. And um, I had five in that group, actually. And okay, we're done. Would you like to share your experience? And he said... I have never, ever told this story in all my 50 years from 50 years from when he was in Vietnam. I have never right. told my wife. I have never told my family members. I have never told my, my therapist, but this is what happened to me in Vietnam. And he drew it on my, on his horse. Mm-hmm. And it was a story about how they were in this area. And part of his job was to go out and look for ambushes, so to speak, I guess mm-hmm. those that were coming in. Um, and they got surrounded and, um, he lost people on, in his squadron and stuff. He got out of there, but when he was telling the story, because he had never, ever shared this before, he started crying. Of course, we're all blubbering it gets right with him, <laughs> but the, but the fact that he felt comfortable enough, safe enough to share that story for the very first time. Yeah. Was such a healing point for him on moving on. So that's one story. That's only one story. I mean, you Uh, must see all, I mean, all kinds of different things. People just, you know, releasing it, getting it out of their body and into the universe. And they become almost, I don't want to say reborn, but mm -hmm. this heavy, heavy 
weight load that they've been carrying around yes. for so long. Yes. Now all of a sudden is like their light is air. Yes. No. Well, that's the beginning be of the process of it. transformation. Yeah, absolutely. And his horse, who is that mare that I was telling you about, that was always a little aloof at times. <laughs> yeah. Took it 100% and gave him such courage to be able to um, start on his process. Right. So, yeah, that was, that's just one instance. Yeah. There's another one that's pretty heart wrenching, actually. I bet you never get tired of seeing these transformations. Never, no. never. And there's never any expectations. There's right. never like, this is the way it's going to happen. It's come right. in anew with every single individual and Translate. watch the process happen. Right. So again, wow. I know my horses. I yes. know what they bring to the party. You know, I know what they're going, you know, I don't know what they're going to do, but I know mm-hmm. who they are. Mm-hmm. And when certain things come up, I can share that with that individual. Right. You know, look at it from his perspective. Do you get, are you able to get referrals from the VA or does it have to? No, not, not, not here in North Carolina right now. No, but I have, I've hooked up with quite a few. um, I've hooked up with the, uh, she's a friend of mine. Um, She is the director of uh, veteran services here in Union County. Mm -hmm. So she's very aware of the services that I offer and she'll Mm -hmm. refer um, I'm also uh, hooked up with Dana Dre. With, yes, yes, Dana. Dana yes. She's been a wonderful support. Mm-hmm. Um, as a matter of fact, she's going to come out here at some point and bring a group because now she's working for Metrolina Blind. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, so it, uh, little by little, it's getting out there. But what's happening, I don't know how the therapists are finding out about me, but they are. And so the two individuals, that uh, two female veterans that I'm working with right now, were referred by therapists. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know whether they, whether the, the veteran said I'm interested in equine therapy, then the therapist looked it up. I, I honestly don't know, but yeah. Um, yeah. Are you, so, the, are you the only equine therapist in North Carolina? Oh gosh, no. Oh, okay. Oh no, no, no. There's quite a few of us actually. Right. Yeah. Wow. I'm just in this area. You're in the, Yeah. So you're able to, depending on where the veteran is, maybe they're too far from you, but they might be closer to someone else. Who's yes, yes I, I have a, a colleague of mine who I would refer mm-hmm. uh, that's up in Kannapolis. Mm-hmm. She's just moving to Kannapolis. She just sold her place in Davidson. Um, and I, if, if someone was up in that area, I would absolutely refer them to her. Right. Yeah. So what's... There's, What's the best way to contact you if someone's highly, someone who's listening is highly interested in, in what you have to offer? What's the best way to contact you? Phone call. Just call. And if I don't answer, leave a voicemail. I'll get right back to you. You know, tell me what you, you know, who you are and what you're doing. And I'll, I'll call you back. Or again, email me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and you can find my email anywhere. It's on my website and it's also on my Facebook page. So uh, a healing horse therapy center be under healing horse therapy center. Okay. I'll also put it on your, um, when I advertise for, I'll put it on there too. So people know how to contact okay. you. Yeah. But, yep. Um, you know, That's I what you gotta do and I'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't need equine what you do. I keep saying equine therapy and I have to change my verbiage, but I want to do it. It just okay, sounds so, here. so amazing. Okay. So cat, 
I did a, when I first moved here, the first year I was here, um, I, I connected up with, uh, well, actually, she wanted to come and do volunteer service, uh, volunteer for me, but mm-hmm. comes out she was a Marine. She mm-hmm. had done three tours in Afghanistan. And so she started volu- doing some volunteer work, but it ended up starting to be sessions more than it was volunteer. Right. But I said, you know, how can I get some more women veterans, you know? Um, and she said, well, I'm at UNCC and I'm part of the veterans group, the women's yeah. veterans group there. Yes. Let me talk to them and see if we can't get something together. So I created a woman warrior equine experience. It was a three hour thing. And you just come in and you experience being in this environment and working with an, a, a horse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I can only do five at a time because I only have five horses because I want every individual to have their own partner. Right. Um, but I would love to do that again and do another one of those experiences. And in that, yeah. we'll do like some crafty stuff and, um, you know, that learn how to groom cool. the horse properly. But you're going to spend that time mm-hmm. uh, in that environment. I would love to do that. All right. I just would. I would right. definitely love how to. We get rid of this mud seat. Oh, right now, yeah. I have all my sessions no. on hold until middle to late March because the mud is so bad out there bad, and it's yeah. still very cold. Yeah. So I've had to put everything a little bit on hold and which is fine. I don't, mm-hmm. I, I can't, I don't want anybody getting hurt, horses included, because if they start running around and slipping and sliding, we're in bad oh, shape. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, Marit, it has been such a pleasure having you on and learning more about what you do. Uh, You have so much experience at doing this, and I would love to be a part of the Women Warrior Equine Experience. If anyone who is listening and you are a veteran in the North Carolina area, in the Charlotte area, um, you guys know my email. I will put it out there, but you know how to get in contact with me and let me know your interest level. Cause I think this would just be huge. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Bring it. All right. Let's bring it. it. Thank you so much. You have been such a a pleasure. And for my sisters in service, please be safe out there and take care of each other until next time. Take care all. Do you find it difficult to come up with content ideas for your podcast? Or perhaps you've gotten stuck during an interview with a guest where you just have nothing to ask anymore. Try Poddex today. Poddex is the best all-in-one podcast idea generation tool. You get everything from episode ideas to interesting conversation starters for interviews, engaging discussions for your live streams, and even social media content ideas. With this tool, you don't have to spend weeks trying to come up with content for an episode or unique questions for your guests. Just shuffle the cards and pick one at random, hit the record button, and get started. Now you can make better content, have more fun while you're at it, and get your viral moment, all with Poddex. Head over to poddex.com and use code C4C.